the JSA Clicks Podcast, the show where we discuss high-level competitive, casual, and everything in between. Your host is Jay Solomon, and now, on to the show. Hey everyone, this is the JSA Clicks Podcast, episode... Nobody has any idea. It's been two months since we recorded an episode. <laughs> we discussed the Confederate Heraclitz environment as well as any alternate formats that are currently relevant. In this case, Pulp. I'm your host, Devin Owens. Today I'm joined by my co-hosts. We have Az. Hey, what's going on? And we have Jackson. Hey. And Jay is out today. Um, today we will be discussing mostly Pulp and maybe some other stuff later. Um, As and I both won a Pulp tournament and Jackson played a build I made at another Pulp tournament. <laughs> a kind so, way to well, say I lost. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, <laughs> you played it. I did, in fact, play so, it. Um, no, I mean, you won most of your games. You just didn't win the tournament. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So... We unfortunately don't have any like modern information at all. Basically, we were just chatting about that before the podcast started, where all of us are like, "I wonder what modern's like right now." If only I, the mystery. any tournaments. I mean, I think the 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 easy thing to say with modern though is every team is almost every team is 250 points and then two Scott Porters. Um, I've seen a lot of people playing only white shirt Scott Porter and I think black shirt Scott Porter is real good. So I do too. I can see where he doesn't fit in a lot and he definitely doesn't fit if you're playing unthemed. Yeah. 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 Only themed. You should, you should absolutely not play black shirt Scott Porter if you're not themed, but unthemed the um, re-rolls per game, the three or whatever it is, re-rolls per game. So powerful because they can just re-roll any dice. You can just be like, Oh, you passed your rollout. No, you didn't actually. (laughs) Yeah. They're so good. (laughs) Um, yeah, but we are not going to actually talk about that mostly today because uh, we have no data. None of us have really played other than like one or two practice games here or there, uh, and there aren't any tournaments. So uh, unfortunately, we'll have to wait a little longer to figure out what's actually good at the moment. Um, the next set is early February, I think. So, yeah, like February 9th is the uh, yeah. next phase. So it'll be yep. Florida at the end of January which won't have include that. So that'll be the big test for the current format. And then we're getting some more figures. So we'll see what happens after that. Yep. Um, some more figures, which include Conchu, who's just going to make Carnage Surfer better. Yeah, yep. I imagine definitely gonna be a lot of good things in the next set based yep. on the last one. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, yeah, so let's just talk a little bit about the tournaments that we played in. Um, mine was just a local, like, 12-person pulp tournament. Um, 300 standard modern age pulp uh we had you know a bunch of the good toronto players emily and mike and i come out and uh some players from the surrounding cities some of our friends from ottawa were there which was cool um always nice when the people from ontario managed to support each other's events even when we don't all live in the same city um just for context for those of you who don't know canadian geography ottawa and toronto are five hours of driving apart so (laughs) not super easy for them to uh, get out to our tournaments and ours to theirs but we try to when we can uh and those are really the two like big population centers in ontario so um nobody from other uh, other areas of the province really came um but yeah it was a it was a success it was run by a local store uh that hasn't really run heroclix events historically but some of the like a 
um, one of their staff members just got really into the game and wanted to run something basically. So uh, face-to-face games in Canada, if any of you are Canadian, you'll know them as a uh, pretty big online gaming seller in Canada. Um, They are one of two magic singles um, markets in Canada, basically for online sellers. So they're, they're a pretty big store, but they haven't done too much hero clicks in the past. So we're hoping that uh, this is a sign of things to come and that we get a little more local play support than we have in the past but uh you know if it's just the one-time tournament at least we got a tournament <laughs> um how about you as what was yours like uh so it was a seven-man tournament um in wellsboro pa i could not remember uh the name of the city uh it's about it was about three and a half hours each way for for me and a local guy that went um and you know, Seven people for a HeroClix tournament is something that I'm I'm always happy to see, especially for generally like a pulp thing that wasn't super advertised. Um, yeah, I mean, once you get up to that number, at least you're not like playing the same person three times in the over the course of the tournament or something. Right, right. Um, we had uh, Joe Pangrazio come down with like Ricky, um, those guys from from New York. Um, it was at a place called I believe it was Pops Culture. Uh, really, really nice store, and Wellsboro is like a really nice, like cute little town. Um, but yeah, I mean, it was a well-run, well-run tournament. Um, I think we were done by five-ish nice. to go get food, um, and then get it back on the road home. Um, this was also my first, like, time playing Pulp. <laughs> yeah, you didn't play at Worlds, so. I did not play in the old Pulp. <laughs> Which is fair. That was not a great format. Um, I played two rounds and dropped at Worlds. And I was happy with that decision. I mean, yeah. I also lost them both, so it was pretty easy, but <laughs> yeah. pretty easy decision. But, you know, Pulp was so different with Moira Sinister, and it was so yeah. drastically unfun. I'm glad that's over. Uh-huh. Sinister is yeah. still a good figure, but not the same level of weird oppression that the uh, Moira Sinister combo gave. Yep. Yeah, he has to actually interact with you now. Yeah. How about you, Jackson? How's your tournament? Uh, it was good. It was at... Uh pretty somewhat okay spot it was about 50 minutes away from me with traffic overtake um it's a place called atomic comics in artesia california uh pretty great store it's run by a player um it's about i think about 10 of us uh i played the exact same build as Devin because i have not built for pulp i actually not played the format until this tournament i saw it was happening realized i haven't played in a while asked for a team and drove out um, yeah, none of us had played like any fault <laughs> going into this. I just built a team, and by the time Jackson's tournament had happened, I had already won a tournament with the team, and he was like, "What's play?" <laughs> yeah, and I looked at him, just like, "Yeah, this is just every broken interaction I can think of." Like, okay, yeah, this this is great. Uh, yeah, uh, I didn't end up winning. I think I came in like third or fourth technically. I went two and one. Um, but it was a great tournament. A lot of cool players. Um, yeah, it's great. Great time. Yeah, so let's talk about Pulp a bit, um, about where we agree completely and where we differ a little bit in our building philosophies, especially, you know, as and I who actually built some teams. <laughs> <laughs> I, I uh, think we can kick off the, the, I think we can all agree that there are probably two bands that need to happen to the format. Yes. Yeah, uh, so we're talking Blackheart and Necron here, um, I assume. Yeah, or, yes. Or, yeah. or are you thinking Ivy and something? No, Blackheart Necron. Okay. Blackheart Necron for sure. Yeah. So the thing about Necron is that he's a 40 point 
125 point character in pulp. Yeah, he's like, not 40 just, points. There, are, there no. just aren't really reasonable ways to like not overcommit and pick him off. So, yep, he just yeah. can't. He's just very, very hard to kill. Um, and so I was really skeptical of Blackheart on release, um, because his stats are so bad. <laughs> Yeah. This is a 6-10, four click long, outwittable, 50-point character. Like, I just, I was not super keen to put this guy on the on a map, but um, it turns out that placing people up to seven squares in front of where they currently are is really, really good. Who would have guessed? <laughs> uh, yeah, the way I, I explained it to somebody today, I'm like, Blackheart is a free seven square TK for two characters and a yeah. free TK for himself. Yeah, exactly. Yep. And he is in power, so that's nice. <laughs> yeah. That came up quite frequently for me. Maybe a little less for you guys, or did you? Uh, no, I've, he was always next to Red Widow. That's nice. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I was playing a team of, I'm going to separate it basically into the two halves of the team. So I, I basically, I viewed this team as like two little modules that you could put together, or you could play a team with just one of them, and it would probably be very good, but... Um, I wasn't very interested in doing that. So one of them was uh, the Blackheart Orb Necron module. Um, that three-figure combo is really, really powerful. Blackheart can move both Orb and Necron, and then Orb can go a ridiculous distance if you have Blackheart because he's peanut-based, so you can place him in front of Blackheart, and then he just has like an extra square of reach over anybody else. Um, and he's just a really strong attacker, as as called immediately upon his preview. I don't think I would have called just how good Orb was, but that figure yeah. really impressed me in play. Yeah. He can he can virtually very easily by himself get to a point where he can't miss. Yeah, and yeah, then consistently he's like, oh, like for me consistently when I because I was playing Orb as well, I was like, oh, I can't miss. I guess I'm just gonna try to use my probs to roll a one. Yeah, so yeah. probing <laughs> with and against orb is really weird. Yeah. Um, so yeah, with orb, sometimes you need a four and you just prob a bunch of times because if you roll a three, there's a one in it and that's a crit hit. So yeah, so he crits on rolls of double one and if there's a one... Um, he gets to replace a dice with a one. Yeah, gets to replace a dice. Um, yeah, so he... Uh, is a very powerful little figure, and he has flurry if he go if he charges over elevated, which is something that a lot of people forget about him that he has traded charge and then sometimes flurry. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's just really really flexible in addition to being powerful, um, and and the the critting on double ones is really good. I did it a yeah. lot. Uh, yeah. yeah, and when you're facing orb, there are times where he hits an attack and you're like, yeah, but. If I prob, he could roll maybe a one. there's a crit hit. And especially <laughs> the next figure that we have to talk about. So um, Ivy, so my second module was Ivy, Sinister, and Manifold. Uh, Manifold's just a really good taxi and uh, has shield team ability, which is relevant with Blackheart, but mostly 30-point, very powerful taxi for Pulp that gives out combat reflexes, which is really nice. Um, and phasing teleport's really relevant in the format. There's a lot of quite closed in maps. Um, so played those together. Sorry, I'm losing my train of thought here for some reason. Oh yeah, sorry. <laughs> I, I wanted to talk about Sinister Orb. Um, so if you're facing somebody who's playing an orb and you have a Sinister, it's even less 
likely that you want to prob the orb's attack. Yep. Because then if you get it to a one, the orb crits and the sinister gets some dice, and it's just so bad. Yep. <laughs> There's There was a lot of like, oh, you missed, but you rolled a one. I guess I have to prob this because you crit hit and get some rally dice. Like, it, just so bad. And there's so much value from crit missing. It's yeah. one of the most, like, unfair combos I've, like, felt playing a game. And it was just so simple. Ooh. Yeah, and, and, like, it's not quite like Moira Sinister because the thing that Moira Sinister did was it made it so that your opponent couldn't really make attacks from, like, turn one of the game. And at least Orb has to make attacks before it is relevant. So, yeah, yeah it feels a little more fair yeah. than the uh, Moira Sinister thing did, but it's real good. <laughs> you have a um, chance to do something about it without just automatically having a one. Yeah, exactly. The other thing about Orb is that if you did remove Blackheart from the format, Orb would be mediocre to bad because he just has no reach, right? Yep. Like, he's an eight-movement yeah. figure with four range. The only yep. reason that he's as powerful as he is is because he can be basically anywhere on the map, thanks to Blackheart. Yeah. He's yeah. enabled heavily because of Blackheart. Um, and then I had 10 points left over. Uh, if you have been doing pulp building, you know that if you have 10 points left over in a list, you put an Aunt May on it because she is the only option. <laughs> so there is an Aunt May on this list. Um, Aunt May is actually, like, a pretty good figure as well. Um, especially when you're playing with Blackheart, there are things that you can do where on turn two you like pick everybody up and bring them back to your starting area after they attack and then heal up. Like she came up, um, yeah. her, her support came up not infrequently in my games, but uh, you know there were also a lot of games where she just sort of sat where she walked out of the starting area for the entire game and did nothing. The biggest impact she had for me in all the games I played was Manifold occasionally rolling the six uh, wild card yeah. in the Spider-Man TA. So like that actually was super helpful in a couple of games. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's nice to have around. Yeah. yeah. I mean, a one out of six super senses is way, way better than not having one. And really, exactly. she literally is the only option. Yeah. So it's no not like you're giving anything up here. Yeah. And also uh, sometimes it's the threat of alone will just be like, oh, maybe I'll rethink this target. Helpful. Yeah, so if you weren't playing the Blackheart Orb Necron thing, which again, we all agree is sort of the most powerful thing you can be doing, so you probably should be, um, but you did yeah. want to play the Poison Ivy Manifold thing, then the last thing on that in that module doesn't have to be Mr. Sinister if you're not playing Orb. Um, really, the important thing is that it's an outwit, because there are a lot of outwittable figures in Pulp, and actually getting rid of their defense powers is extremely important. So... Um, I, I would definitely put an outwit as the second thing that Manifold can carry. Um, I, I heavily considered Lex Luthor before I settled on Mr. Sinister, the the common from... Yeah. Um, he's really good. Yeah, he's yeah. really powerful. He's like three outwits if you're carrying him in that, and he gives Poison Ivy two extra squares of reach by being a, a sidestep a flying. Side yep. um, so could be a very powerful option if you wanted him to be, but uh, then you have nothing to use those last five points on, so um, both because of the Mr. Sinister Orb synergy and because Aunt May is significantly better than nothing, <laughs> um, I chose Mr. Sinister for this build. But I, I do think that Lex would be good in, in a different build, especially if Blackheart Necron ends up banned or something, then I could see that being a base. Sure. All right. Uh, how about the decisions you made past the trio that we both had <laughs> yeah so um again i was playing the the module of blackheart orb necron um because just broken interactions and then i went back to a more traditional like pulp um feel of blue marvel um 
just because I still think Blue Marvel is one of the best figures in the format. Um, a pulse waiver that in a lot of cases, some teams just can't kill. Um, I, I had several situations come up where my opponent literally only had ranged attackers. Yep. And I'm like, oh, my, my blue Marvel cannot die. <laughs> um, and um, and so because of how high how highly praised I think blue Marvel is, I played Red Widow because Red Widow is the best counter to blue Marvel, um, having flurry three damage and exploit. Although um, notably, Poison Ivy is also actually very, very good at killing blue Marvel. That's yeah. very true. Obviously, um, a lot more points than Red Widow and not yes. viable for your yeah, build. Red Widow being 45 <laughs> points is very good. <laughs> Um, and then just having like stealth, um, I ended up with like, a lot of characters that had stealth, so it was a lot of like body blocking, uh, which is great. Uh, then uncommon Doctor Strange because I needed a leadership, and he's one of the best uh, because he also brings you perplexed TK, um, a leadership that generates enhancement, which is great for Necron, and um, he himself is also a reasonable attacker as 11-3 with a free TK that uh, running shot in six range. Yeah, that Doctor Strange is very good. Yeah, yeah for 40 a lot. points, he brings so much to the field. Um, and then he's not yeah, super I, I easy to kill. No, I had absolutely no need for a TK. So uh, yeah. he didn't make my list. But if you aren't, if you don't have an entire team that is uh, carried up into attacks, then uh, yeah. Very, yep. very good. Yeah, uh, and then defense super senses at base and can perplex up if he's being shot and then can yep. perplex up to 20. Not easy. And then him getting like hit for one happened a couple of times. So like then I got an outwit, uh, which is another thing that Blue Marvel brings is Blue Marvel brought me an outwit. Yeah, um, I mean, yeah, that's very that good. Thing is just... <laughs> he's so good. He is everything. Um, uh, and then I also was playing Manifold because Shield TA with Blackheart Necron is just dumb. Extremely. That's yep. that's the reason I played him is because of Shield TA. Yeah, I mean I positioned them like that most of the time on turn two, unless um, my opponent had like uh, you know Necron Orb and uh, Necron Blackheart Orb and was going to come over an energy explosion. Then sometimes, yep. it, but other than that, definitely a good plan. I'm just now realizing that Manifold also has stealth. Did not realize that. Yep, yep traded stealth. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> so, These characters both... do too much. Yeah, really. Both of my games against Emily. Um, she came over and energy exploded my manifold and then shot him with Necron with Orb and then shot him with Necron to finish him off. And after the first game, I was like, why didn't I put manifold in stealth? Weird. And then <laughs> in the finals, she does it again on turn two. I'm like, right. That's what you did on turn two in our first game. <laughs> I probably should have done something different to prevent you from doing that again on the second game, but I didn't. So goodbye, that's, manifold. That's really funny. Didn't get my six super senses. Sad. Oh. Um, I think I forgot to roll it the first time too. Just a mess of a first game of the day. But one one thing with with this team that I really liked as well is uh, some some advice to anybody like looking to take. Hope and really even modern seriously is do not have all small maps on your build. Yeah. Do make initiative a choice. <laughs> um, don't yeah. let me win the role and just tell you to pick map because you only have small maps. Right. <laughs> um, but this build also is running a big map that it has full map reach on. Which is just gross. Um, yep. that Necron can hit the starting area. 
with this build. Yeah, I wasn't like actually really paying attention when I built mine, and I did just put a bunch of small maps on because I don't own any modern large maps and didn't feel like asking anybody to borrow anything at the last second. But you know, if it was a tournament that I wildly had wildly cared about, then uh, I definitely would have. Um, my general rule of thumb for picking maps is that no two maps should serve the exact same role on your build sheet. Because sure. if if you have two maps that serve the exact same role, they're both like outdoor maps with some elevation or something, you're going to decide you like one of them better. And then yep, you're never yep. going to pick the other one. And then why was it on your build sheet? So um, I don't believe that you can find three small maps that serve significantly different enough roles that nope. it's worth not having a large map that you're never going to pick even. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Just, yeah. I mean, the pressure that it puts on your opponent's decisions to have a large map on your build sheet is... It. Yeah, like my my build my maps for my build were a construction site as my small outdoor map because it also has a ton of elevated for orb, mm -hmm. um, daily bugle as a kind of blocked up indoor map for a small map, and then otherworld castle as a big map because it's outdoor and big. Um, yeah, the two relevant ones on mine were uh, injustice gang hideout for a small map with a bunch of elevated and uh small indoor map with a bunch of elevated and construction site for a small outdoor map with a bunch of elevated i should have had a large map as my third but i just took the other side of injustice gang hideout because I <laughs> didn't. <laughs> um but that is that is a common mistake that i'm seeing a lot of players make um both like i said in pulp and in modern um there is zero reason to not have a big map while they're still legal because you, even though you know you're never going to pick it, your opponent doesn't know that. <laughs> exactly. And, I mean, if your opponent puts you in a situation where they're definitely going to cross the map on turn one and kill you if you don't pick it, then uh, you yep. may you may want to actually pick it. <laughs> Morlock Tunnels is on every one of my builds until it rotates. Exactly. <laughs> never, never actually play a game on Morlock Tunnels, but... Usually my opponent might. takes me there and I get sad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, so I mean, I, I ended up going 4-0 um, with 1,200 points. Uh, Devin, I think you went undefeated as well. Or no, you lost to Emily. No, I didn't lose. I, I did oh. win. I did win that first game. I just played it very badly. Okay, okay. There was some weird dice stuff in both of the games. I don't really know what happened in them. But, oh, I wonder, uh, you're playing Orb Sinister, and yet weird yeah, dice right? stuff like, and, and Emily was also playing Orb Sinister. So, <laughs> it, weird. There was weird dice stuff. Yeah, I mean, oh. they, they were strange games. And then we played another game after the tournament, a practice mm -hmm. game the next week, um, just because we didn't have any other teams to play, mostly, I think. Sure. Uh, and she beat me, and it was like, okay, well, I don't beat you every time, just like, I'm <laughs> um, yeah, uh, I can't remember. I think it was like three rounds of Swiss and then a top eight or something for ours, mm -hmm. which was felt like a lot of rounds. Yeah, we, been did, we did three rounds, rounds of Swiss cut and then a top, top eight. Two. It was a lot for some reason. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, we did three rounds cut top two. Yeah, I mean, the top eight was the part that felt unnecessary to me. Um, or do one last round just with 12 people. That's like most of the field. So, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, I guess anything interesting we played against. Um, Mike White built, brought an interesting team that had uh, Orb and Electra on it, the, uh, the motorbike Electra. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and the goal was basically use Blackheart to just throw Orbend Electra across the map as far as you can go. And it had like four perplexes to make sure they could get there. Uh, it was a lot sure. of fun. It's an interesting team. Uh, yeah, I mean, our game was pretty close. He just, when you have enough mystics and enough clicks of life, it turns out, even if your figures are like slightly less good than your opponents, you just deal a bunch of incidental damage and sometimes you clean stuff up. So, yeah. um, like, I don't think that Electra is the best figure in Pulp, but he was also playing Robbie Reyes. And when he perplexes Electra's speed, she has Mystics until the end of the turn. And you really yeah. don't want to hit an Electra that has Mystics. <laughs> so, nope. very true. It was, uh, it was pretty difficult to deal with. It's a lot of fun. Uh, yeah, I mean, the biggest problem with Mike's team was that he was playing Mystical Theme and he really wanted an Outwit because Outwits are good in Pulp. So he had to play Damon Hellstrom who is just awful. And Mike, every time I played a game against Mike, Damon Hellstrom like did an outwit and then died. And Mike was like, I wish this guy wasn't on my team. <laughs> yeah, I guess uh, I guess that can bring us to another point. Um, theme and pulp is not good. No, there's nothing really to benefit from it. There, there are no porters. There are very few figures that are seriously played that have benefits good enough when playing a theme team to build with. There's just not a real super important reason for you're it. Just, you're just handicapping yourself by limiting yourself to, to theme and pulp because there are so many good figures that don't theme together. And it's not just that they're good figures. They are like game warping figures. Yeah. Yeah, the, the power band of pulp is like very close together at the top and then there's a huge drop off to the mm-hmm. second tier of stuff um so yeah i mean limiting yourself to theme is can definitely be pretty bad yeah. especially just like the pick of whether to go first or map it just isn't that good like it's not terrible but yeah um there are themes that are okay um but yeah, I do think that unthemed piles are just better at the moment. Yeah, like, yeah. so at my event, I played against, in the four rounds, I played against three theme teams. Um, rounds one, two, and three. I played against two mystical theme teams um, and a monster theme team. And then the closest game was the fourth round against an, un- an unthemed team that was similar to what I was playing. Yeah. Um he wasn't sense. playing he wasn't playing Blackheart uh Necron. He was playing like Kazar Falcon. Um yeah. yeah, and Falcon is really good. I want to talk about a game that I played against a Falcon. Yeah. Go ahead. In a bit. Sorry. Uh, no, you can finish yours. Oh. Um, but so yeah, that's that's where like I lost map to to the theme teams, and they all picked map. And they all picked well, I'm sorry. Two of them picked small maps, and the one picked a blocked up indoor map. Um, where there was some a slight misplay on my opponent's part, and I demonstrated how powerful Blackheart Orb is of Blackheart up, shoot out a wall, Orb Energy exploded his entire team and crit hit. Uh, yep. Crit hit into walls against the team with zero reducers. And by crit hit, do you mean double ones, or did yes. you just actually roll double sixes? I, uh, no, I, I rolled, I hit, okay. he probed me, because there was a one in that roll. Right. Uh, he probed me, I hit, I was a one in that role, and I'm like, well, uh, yeah. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's over for you. <laughs> yeah, and I killed uh, like 115 or so points off of my orb, and then orb took five mystics and almost died. 
That's right. <laughs> um, and then he was down to just range attackers, and Blue Marvel had finally carried people up. And I'm like, well, now you just can't ever kill this figure. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, having to, like, base Blue Marvel and then try to punch him and, like, maybe you don't even have enough damage. Just a nightmare if you yeah. don't have actually good close attackers. Yep. And then uh, the second the second one was a mystical team who took me to construction site, which is a, site, a map on my build. Yep. Yeah. Um, so I got to go first. He clumped up. I did the exact same thing of <laughs> orb energy exploded. I didn't crit hit, um, but I did get a hit off with Necron to heal. And he was playing full point Zarathos. To where he then came, shot me, and this is the power of Necron. He shot me and didn't kill Necron. Um, he put Necron to last click, and then he tried nice. to follow up attack, and Necron has stealth on his last click. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> and then Necron went from last click to first click on the next turn. That happened a weird number of times in my games, like both uh, on my side and my opponent's side, where it'd be like, oh, I hit Necron, he's down near the end. Oh, literally first click, okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh. I think it's fine. Um, yeah, it's so fine. good. Uh, and then I ended up shooting Zarathos for six to finish him off because it yeah. has plus shield TA. <laughs> That'll do it. Um, yeah. One thing to remember about Necron, he only heals if he's in or adjacent to a Grave Hindering Marker. Yep. Do not forget to create True. a Grave Hindering Marker. Yeah. It's so, not hard. Me just... and my opponents did that multiple times throughout the tournament. Yeah. Where so, I, I did too. In the finals, I did my deployment. I charged flurried with orb, and I I hit with the first flurry, and then I was like, shit, I forgot to make the grave marker. <laughs> um, yeah. I guess I'll cha I'll change targets to this attack so that I don't kill Falcon. Just weaken two things and then shoot and I ended, the background. It like... ended up working because the second target that I went after was Red Widow, and hitting Red Widow for three takes her off exploit. Yeah, that's pretty. Oh good. yeah, that's very helpful. Um, and then I was able to Necron finish off Falcon after making the grave marker. <laughs> but I was like literally totally like in the middle of the flurry. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then, yeah, yeah, that the... happened a few times. I also like almost never remembered to generate my plant marker in my starting area with poison ivy. Like yeah, oh, the, I talked the, about the how safety that net was one? important on the podcast last time we talked about this, and then I just didn't do it. <laughs> the safety yeah. net one. Yeah, exactly. I did it in like two of my six games or something. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what I was doing. Um, I mean, there was one game where I literally went across the map on turn one, so that one I couldn't, but the rest of them I definitely could have. And just... On turn one? It was my turn one. Oh, my okay. Broke, uh, broke oh. Uh, literally, like, we were on, um, what's it called, the Injustice Gang hideout. Yep. My opponent was standing one square outside of the starting area, and I... Uh, Time to go. Yep. I I blackhearted forwards. I moved with manifold carrying across, sidestepped forward with Necron adjacent to Poison Ivy, and then moved with Necron carrying Poison Ivy, made a plant marker, and um killed his I don't remember, killed one of his figures and put his uh blue marvel to last click. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's so funny. It was and hilarious. then Necron healed, and then it was fine. Yeah, exactly. Um, and then he killed my orb on the next turn, and it just didn't really matter because it's like, okay, cool, my orb's dead, whatever. <laughs> I'll yep. just kill everything. Oh, no, I'll just teleport behind you with a Necron. Yeah. Um, 
my closest game was the next game against that same guy against Dan Smith, um, which was my top eight game, which we should not have been paired in top eight. Uh, they screwed up the pairings and just like did first place versus second place seed, which is never super fun. Yeah. But, oh, well, um, we were like the only two people annoyed about it. <laughs> but it was fine. It, it, it didn't matter that much. It, it unfortunately um, did mean that, you know, he, we had to face each other in the top eight. Yeah. But, he had a long drive back to Ottawa, so I don't think he ended up being uh, too frustrated too about, it. about it. Got him to allowed him to leave, you know, before two hours from then. <laughs> um, but then that that game was absolutely wild. Um, I just like moved up and uh, positioned a bit, and I forgot that Red Widow also has Soldier for Falcon. Yep. Oh, he falconed out Red Widow. Yeah, so I was expecting the Blue Marvel Falcon. And that I was like, okay, that's fine. I just don't care that much about that. And then you got Red Widow Falcon. But then instead I got Red Widowed, and that mattered more. Uh, <laughs> Blackheart and my Necron on turn one. Um, and then the rest of the game was just absolutely wild. Like, I don't remember everything that happened in it. Even at the time, it felt like what is happening right now. But, like, I came back across, and I killed, like, one thing. And then... Um, like a couple turns later, it ended up with his Red Widow having tried to kill my Poison Ivy and missed twice. And then I attacked back and rolled two tens in a row on my free attack to kill her. Oh, like, just like the dice just went insanely yeah. in my favor after getting two things murdered on turn one. And I somehow managed to win that game. But uh, it was um, it was a really close game. and I did not feel like I deserved to win it very much. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> turns out you shouldn't let 90 points of your team die on turn one. But uh, yeah. That's normally pretty bad. Yeah, usually. Yeah. My uh, my round three, so this is the third theme team that I played against, the monster theme team. Um, was playing Solomon Grundy, and he was like, he played theme because he wanted to play Solomon Grundy so that he could pick Atlantean Throne Room. And Solomon Grundy's pretty hard to kill on Atlantean Throne Room because um, he has unoutwittable Invincible, he has a long die, and he gets to heal two clicks every time he's in water. Yeah. And he has the dolphin symbol. Um, he was also playing the Empower Aquaman, the one that gets to empower dolphins within, like, four. Yeah, that's cool. Um, and make the tentacles. And he made the tentacles and everything. And I just looked at him. I'm like, I remember, I'm going to pulse wave your team now on my turn, too. Because every every game that I went first, I, I just roll leadership pass. Um, and, uh, yeah, I pulse waved his team, and uh, then I crit hit. And Necron yeah. got to heal um, because I killed two things. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Um, my finals opponent was Emily, um, and she was playing like, you know, we came to these teams entirely separately, basically. Mm -hmm. um, we chatted a bit about it, but not much. And we were both playing Black Heart Orb Necron and Mr. Sinister. <laughs> She was just rounding it out with uh, Blue Marvel, Red Widow, and Raven instead of my Poison Ivy. So, yep. like, the only, like, sort of problem with her team was that um, the Red Widow and Blue Marvel sometimes had problems keeping up with the Blackheart Necron Orb section of the team. Yeah. Um, yeah. They just, like, don't have the mobility. Um, as you said, you solved that usually by just carrying up with Red Widow with Blue Marvel. Yeah, so Blue Blue Marvel would carry Red Widow as basically the the second wave of of attackers. Yeah, because they have to because they have to deal with Orb and Necron, 
And then right after they do that, now they have to deal with Blue Marvel and Red Widow. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Emily just ended up having to TK them like one one at a time on back-to-back turns. And mm-hmm. that just used two actions on both of yep. those turns, which made it a little hard for her Necron to attack and stuff. So yeah. it wasn't like super ideal for that, but obviously they're, so, they're such good figures that it's not really a problem. <laughs> yeah. It's just, it was slightly awkward in our game because my team could be in her face before her entire team could be in my face. But like, I mean, she still could have won with some slightly better roles. They were very close games. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't really have that much else to say about pulp, honestly. So yeah. you you said the there's a pulp tournament in in the Florida event that's 400 points. Yeah, there's a 400 point pulp. There. I figured out the 100 points for yours. I would add, yeah, I would add Poison Ivy Black Hat. Yeah, uh, solid. Sorry, Poison Ivy and Black Hat. Ah, Black Hat. Yeah, she's very good. Prob, yeah. shut off opposing prob, gives me a super sense, uh, give me a Spider Man to TA. Yeah, I played Black Cat in, um, in the Brad uh, Bradcast, and my <laughs> poor um, Joe G was playing uh, like three probs, and every turn kept missing <laughs> all of his attacks and not being allowed to use his probs. He was just like, I, okay. Yep. <laughs> he just, there was one turn where he made like four attacks and used two of the charity probs and still yeah. missed it every attack needing yeah. like sevens so i was just like okay i'm sorry oh, joe no. this is just yeah office. i watched that game <laughs> yeah it was so bad but black cat felt very strong in it so i can totally see black cat also i mean just 20 here. points for prob shut off opposing prob like that's yeah. so good i still very think good. that figure is a marvel of design too because i don't think i would have thought of giving out safeguard allied prob to opposing characters as a thing you can do <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. And it's as a, a way to demonstrate to demonstrate bad luck. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. It's really cool. Yeah, both it's both very thematic for her because they've tried to do a bunch of you could prob but only for use on opposing characters or whatever yeah. powers for her before and they're always bad. Yep. <laughs> it's the biggest yeah. problem with them. Like you have given her prob but worse and you've made her a 40 point character who like doesn't have good stats and doesn't have move and attack. It's yep. pretty exactly. how she's been made previously whereas this is a 20 point character and the representation of bad luck actually you know does something so fantastic i mean yeah makes sense also she brought a good team ability so hey why yeah. not yeah um yeah the so you mentioned kazar earlier yes uh my my round four opponent was playing kazar um as another way to just get more deployment out of Blue Marvel and Red Widow. I think I think Kazar can Red Widow. Uh, I think Kazar's a soldier. No, no a not warrior. a soldier. What, a what warrior. Blue Marvel? Blue Marvel is a Sorry. Avenger. Kazar isn't. They don't share a keyword. Kazar's an Avenger. No, they don't. No. Oh, then I have no idea. I thought he was an Avenger. Oh, but, oh, it was probably Kazar sharing a keyword with Falcon. Yes, they share Wakanda, that's probably what it would have been. Maybe also Animal. I, I don't know whether Falcon has Animal, but. Yeah, that's probably it. Oh, Kazar was also. Um... No, I don't think my opponent was playing Orb. Yeah, well, he was probably doing something. <laughs> I have no idea. He's an interesting figure that saw play in Modern and like 
is useful. So I can totally see him being playable in pulp. Um, I honestly sort of forgot he existed and was pulp legal. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, I'm worth consideration. I, uh, I mean, it would be reasonable, but <laughs> it doesn't. <laughs> uh, you have any particular games you want to talk about, Jackson? Um, there was like one or two. I Round one was the game I lost uh, against a local playing a full point Zarathos team. Uh, it's just like, I don't remember exactly, but the ones I do remember are Blackheart, Necron, Zarathos, and Black Mantagoon. I think he also had like a Doctor Strange that was generating stuff. But yeah, it's just, uh, he won map, went to a big map, and with uh, the shield TA, the Mantagoon copying the shield TA, Blackheart can voop out seven squares, which with Necron gives a very massive reach if you move uh-huh. up a few squares yeah. turn one. Uh, so yeah. I kind of immediately realized I'm getting hit no matter what next turn. Uh, mitigate what's dying. He came over, killed my Necron, and Sinister pretty early, which sucked because I was now down a leadership the entire game. Um, I thought I was pretty much done for it, but then as a kind of last-ditch attempt, I had my Blackheart just go over for a Pulse Wave, and I crit hit his entire team. So... That's changed its Everyone bit. forgets Blackheart has Pulse Wave. Yep. It's just like, yeah, I'm a 10 on 18s. Uh-huh. Why not? You can't reroll this. Uh, ended up working out. Uh, we went back and forth a bit, but in the end, time was called before he could finish off his Zarathos, so we ended up winning that one. Um, my next opponent, I don't remember exactly who I played, but I remember they were playing basically a full send Necron team, just... Uh, I think it was with, yeah, just Blackheart, a bunch of perplexes to flex up his range, uh, get him out. Um, same kind of thing. Uh, I got Alpha, I'd lost my Necron pretty quickly, but with his team kind of clumped up, I was able to send an Orb, who, surprise, surprise, rolled a one, so crit hit energy explosion an entire team. Uh, and from then, Poison so Ivy. Good. Yeah. From then, Poison Ivy never died. It just made a bystander every turn to eventually eat through the Necron. Uh, and then my last game was against, I remember it was a scientist theme team. Uh, he was trying to do stuff with Mr. Freeze, uh, Night Nurse, and Blue Marble to basically let them reduce penetrating, uh, which I completely forgot about when I tried to exploit Blue Marble turn one, and he lived. Um, but, yeah, but just due to the tempo of, you know, Necron and Poison Ivy, even with all of the attacks, I was able to pretty quickly come back and just wipe the game yeah yeah it was a simple three-round tournament uh just best of three um yeah it was a lot of fun i definitely learned a lot it was my first ever time playing pulp so i was kind of playing it a bit too much like modern i was overextending a bit and kind of letting my necron just die a lot so most games it was just dead yeah Uh, it can be tough to protect them but it is pretty important yeah but once i got used to it it's like oh okay you just got to be overly aggressive sometimes and that worked out in the end. Yeah, I did notice that Pulp very much suits the my fuck it, let's fight play style. Yep. <laughs> like, okay, we balling right away. Yeah, like, I don't fight like a bitch. <laughs> um, not that there's anything wrong with people that want to play defensively. It's just not, it's not me. Yeah, it's... it's... I, I want to get into the fight and see what happens. Yeah, I mean, honestly, it seems like a pretty good format other than being a little over-centralized at the moment. Like, the gameplay is actually quite good. So, that's nice. Having gone from playing... So, I played in a modern 
local event um, after rotation. And going from that to pulp was such a refresher because I didn't have to worry about constructs. I didn't have to worry about equipment. Mm -hmm. I didn't have to worry about tarot cards. I didn't have to worry about the stupid terrain markers. Like, it was just simple. And I loved it. It was very nice being able to move my team in under a minute. Not having (laughs) to repack everything on a tray because I have so many game elements. All my games were over except for the last round in 15 minutes. Yep. Yeah, they were aggressive games for me, too. Like, they... Turns are a lot shorter most of the time, too, just due to having less to do. Like, it's nice. Yeah, I mean, I definitely like having uh, a format that you can play that is fun, but not quite as complicated. My historical problem with the low-rarity formats, um, I mean, the prior one, my problem with it was mostly more Sinister was a thing and just wasn't fun to play against. You had to play a certain way, otherwise you were just wrong. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, boring. It, and like they interfere with the gameplay too, right? Like it made it so that the gameplay didn't function yep. <laughs> either. Um, my historical problem with it has been that they just didn't print anything good at the low rarities. So <laughs> yeah. the game. That is were, not like, the case anymore. Yeah, exactly. Yep. So there was just nothing interesting going on in the games, right? It was like, okay, uh, I have this random charge piece. I guess I'll charge you. Yeah, sure. so I'll just punch you. And then, of course, back when there was um, uh, popper states, I guess, there was XDPS. So, like, Onslaught and stuff was running over the format and that. I miss Onslaught Undertaker. It was so good. It was good. I'll give you that. (laughs) It was powerful. (laughs) I don't miss it. I I played against Jay playing Onslaught. I can't remember what he was playing it with. Maybe also Undertaker? I'm not totally sure. I don't think so. I think he had something else. Anyway, I literally got to make, like, one attack in the entire game. And other than that, I just got, like, got TK'd away <laughs> repeatedly. Yep. It's like, oh, okay, well, bye. <laughs> yeah. Mind control, TK, shot. Yeah. No, it was, uh, it was a very powerful team, but it did not make the format very much fun. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, honestly, I think, Currently, the low rarity format is in the best place it's ever been. Um, it has interesting figures. It has reasonable gameplay patterns. Like, yeah. I don't think it's perfect, but I think it's quite good. Yeah, and what you're going to... You, you go into these formats, this kind of format understanding is something that I learned from a long history of playing competitive games, card games, miniatures games. The smaller a format is, as far as availability for rarities, the easier it is to solve. Yeah. So just go into this format understanding that it is probably solved, but you still have fun with it. Yeah. Because it's not the it's not like it was pre-rotation with Moira Sinister. Like you have to play three pulse waivers, or you have to play Moira Sinister. Yeah. Like that was. Not fun. No, yeah. it was not. So now it's just you have to play Black Art Orb Sinister or Black Art Orb Necron, and then you get to play whatever else you want for the last like 180 points. Yeah, I game. mean, there's a lot of good stuff to fill out those points. It's mm-hmm. just, uh, it really. I wonder if Black Art would need to be banned if Necron was banned. Mm, I don't know. It is like the only way to really. Well, you could use Kazar to get Orb around if you ban Blackheart. 
Yeah. Um, at least till he's re- till he Yeah, I mean, I think Blackheart Orb would still be good, but like, I think Necron is the really ridiculous piece of power. I mean, Necron is the one that I would want to see banned because he's not really a forty-point character. Yeah. No. He can move once and then, or sidestep the entire game and then just be healed at the right time. Like it's way too easy to just have him be ready. Mine literally just parked in the middle of a map for every, like every game. Yeah. And I'm like, I played I against a, you everywhere. I played against a Black Adam team and um, killed everything except for the Black Adam, healed my Necron to full, and then just shot the Black Adam a bunch of times with a Necron for like five. <laughs> like, <Yep>. Okay. <laughs> cool. Yep. That's a game. Um, the, and yeah. the Necron was just stronger than the Black Adam at that point. And my opponent paid points for <laughs> their figure. <laughs> what a Imagine silly guy. Points. Just imagine playing, paying points for your characters. Exactly. Yeah, I mean, I think that's pretty much everything about Pulp. Um, yeah. Jackson, you did have one other thing that you suggested we talk about. Uh, Adepticon. Um, Ooh. Hopefully yeah. you've actually read something about this, because I sure haven't. The only thing I know Adepticon as is like a Warhammer 40k con. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, this is just a link that WizKids posted about an hour ago. Um, they are running an official tournament championship at Adepticon. Um, that's pretty cool. Uh, they've announced about a new format for Sealed and also new Connellys. Um, pretty interesting. Super, supercharged Sealed. Yeah, supercharged, which sounds interesting. They explain it a bit how it's uh, you're in pods of eight. And it's, you it's draft, Devin. Yeah, it's I was draft. about to say, it's just you've said pods of eight, so I assume this is draft of some yes, kind. It's draft. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Fine. But very interesting. Um, I'm the thing I'm most excited about it is the pricing looks like actually good. Um, the participation is the Broadsword construct, which is a brand new thing uh, they announced, which I don't know if that's a construct that you can make with the ring or if this is going to be like an equipment. Uh, I could see it being either. Um, huh. As you want to talk about King Thor? Oh, yeah. So the other three Connellys, do you want me to do all the other Connellys? Yeah, go for it. Okay. Uh, the other three were an Iceman, which the sculpt actually looks pretty cool. Uh, King Arthur, as cool as the definitely not as you, definitely not as good as UXM, but still looks pretty good. Um, King Arthur and Old King Thor, um, not Old King Thor from uh, from what's that? <laughs> Avengers Assemble. It is the figure is called Old King Thor. Um, has a sword instead of Mjolnir. Um, so he has, you know, half of the weapon suite that old, that the, the original King Thor had. Um, I'm just really hoping it's good. Uh, yeah. maybe it's, maybe it's a good Sleipnir pilot. That'd be cool. Um, not holding my breath there, but, <laughs> yep. um, but yeah, I mean, the sculpt looks great. Um, Adepticon is a, for anybody that doesn't know, is a big like board game, um, convention. Uh, like Devin said it, the it started Warhammer's big Warhammer, there. Right? Yeah. Yeah, and it's uh, it's based the only in context Illinois. I'd ever heard of it in was Warhammer. Yeah, yeah, it, it's it's definitely expanded to board games. Um, okay. and it's uh, it's in Illinois. I think it's like just outside of Chicago. Um, I'm considering trying to figure out a way if I can make a trip there. Um, if not, I am going to try to find somebody that can get the that will win me a an old King <laughs> Thor. Um, yeah. yeah, I mean, it's but, just always good to see WizKids go to more places and try to get people into the game and stuff and right? it gives some hope that maybe organized play is around the corner yeah 
Yeah. Uh, if they were more of these, that'd be very, very exciting. Yeah, just at whatever cons exist and stuff. Yeah. Um, I, I do want to go back to Supercharged Sealed for a second. Yeah. This doesn't say anywhere what you're doing. <laughs> Hang on. It, it just uh, says, players are seated in pods of eight and will construct a 400-point team from two Marvel Heroclix next phase boosters and one Marvel Heroclix Disney Plus boosters. That just sounds like three boosters sealed. But then why are you in a pod of eight? Uh, you're drafting prizes at the end. Yeah, oh. players standing will determine a draft order from prize pool consisting of 2023 and four uh, Ellie's added. I, I mean, I do... I do think that three booster sealed is a better format than two booster sealed. Um, yeah. But you're also I, using Disney Plus. Yeah, you're using that a pack weird. of an expired set with the newest set. Yeah, so, I mean, I understand that they want to get rid of stuff, but doing non-modern yeah. sets is not good. That's never a great idea, especially when you have you have to do it to play in a tournament. That's... And Disney Plus had God packs. <laughs> yeah, true. Sure. And it had Sakari and Iron Man. Yep. Maybe the new Disney Plus got backs. Somebody will win pretty easily off of their Disney Plus booster, but that's fine. Maybe there'll be some great stuff in next phase that'll compete with those. We'll see. Not that I like that to happen. What's pretty interesting about it, too, is the sixth place in March. Uh, So this is going to be after next phase comes out. But one of the, uh, the prizes for first and second are... Uh, from Deadpool Weapon X, so it's nice that they're giving out prizes from that again early. Oh, that's cool. You can also qualify, also qualify for a first run buy at the 2024 World Championship if you win. So that's pretty cool, pretty standard for stuff like this. Oh, interesting. Only the national champions got that last year, right? Yeah. So now this is just being expanded to like I guess any official WizKids tournament where they just want to do it. So. Man, do you remember two years ago at Worlds where like a hundred people had first round buys? Yeah, I that was there, but it was weird. <laughs> was I good. theorized yeah. that it was actually better to play the first round, even though you had the buy, just so you weren't yeah. in the bracket against all of the people who had the buy. But I remember yeah. that. It was but like I mean, 170 players, so it probably got a buy. Actually, correct. Yeah, it was fun to go like use that that time to go around and look at some of the the builds that were being played. Yeah, I saw a full point koi being played, and I was like, I respect that. Yeah. <laughs> people are having fun with it it was great yeah um but i know um i know a couple of the click stuff guys are going to be going to it um i'm going to try to make it out because it's like right around my birthday so maybe i can make it like a birthday trip um i want to get out there tournament sounds like fun especially because it's the first modern tournament we'll have that's whiz kids like yeah. produced sure because obviously the event in Florida, um, as much as Newmark does for for that tournament, uh, WizKids doesn't really help them. Nope. Yeah. Are either of you doing Florida? Yeah. I am not, okay. unfortunately. I yeah, I'm not either. I, I wasn't 100% sure whether as was. I knew you did it last year, but I wasn't sure whether you were going to again. Yep. I will be there. Uh, I'm playing in a 300 modern and then the team sealed. Okay. You're just not interested in the 400 silver? No. Well, one, I is it? You mean the 400 pulp? Yeah, that's the one I meant. Um, no, so I need to also have three days to go to Disney with my mom and right, my right, girlfriend. Right. So, yeah, that's I mean, that's you know nice to make it a, a, a bigger trip than just Euroclix always. Yeah, that's that's how I can actually justify like doing it. Is it's also a vacation for me because I don't really take vacations otherwise. Yeah, yeah, makes total sense. 
Uh, I guess we're not totally sure what the team sealed format for that is yet. We f- we're pretty sure it's going to be wheels, but Newmark did say there is a small chance that it could be next phase. Cool. Well, we should talk about um, team sealed before that. I always like to agree sealed episodes. Yeah, yep. I'd love to do that. But, uh, we'll we'll wait until a little closer to the event so we have all the information we can. Sure. And we aren't guessing like we were uh, for Worlds this year. Yeah, Worlds, yeah. <laughs> and guessed wrong. We did. Yeah, surprise <laughs> confirm at the last minute. I'm glad we did a little bit about both because... Uh, it definitely helped. Well, it was yeah. better than not having seen it at all. And then I what, still forgot what Chaos King did, but other than that... <laughs> and then what little we did do, we're like, oh, we also don't have like one or two uncommons. They probably don't matter. And then it was Zod. Yep, Zod. ended up being a very good uncommon. The, like, the most important uncommon, and it was the <laughs> one we never saw. I mean, it really would have changed our entire opinion of the format, I think. Like, yep, probably. <laughs> what a wild time. <laughs> Let's hope we don't get that again. Uh, yeah, yep. Yeah, yeah, so, I mean, Jackson and I aren't doing uh, Florida, but um, I always like going through sets for Team Sealed anyway. Team Sealed is just a really interesting format to think about. Yep. Because it's almost like, you know, um, it's a concept from Magic block constructed, where you just yeah. get a pool of figures to build constructed things from instead of um, it, it's sort of halfway between constructed and sealed, right? Like, yeah, you have a lot of options. Yeah, especially because it's yeah, it's going to be again like it was last year, like a team at Worlds. It's going to be a brick. Right, right. Um, and I think wheels could be a really interesting brick team sealed because of the equipment. Mm-hmm. Actually, yeah, can actually use the equipment. <laughs> yeah. I'm calling it right now. I think Cathan is going to win. So, a little, little, um, little spice here. Dan and Sam opened up a brick of wheels. Um, and kind of went over things, and Dan got me on on video chat because Dan and I, Dan, Sam, and I are playing again uh, together. We top aided last year, nice. lost nice. to Jay, Emily, and Matt. Yeah, I beat Emily, but Jay, Dan and Sam couldn't couldn't be one of the other two. <laughs> um, I still like to tell that I was the only one that killed her Hulk all day. Um, but yeah, Hulk was... he in the in the brick that we had, the teams that we had, he showed him. He's like, okay, this is what we give Sam. And it was 300-point Cathan. Um, <laughs> Dan took um, the mystical team with Orb, Zarathos, uh, Blackheart, That's and mean. some other stuff. That's very That's good. <laughs> and then my team was Prime Voodoo, Dracula with a Hell Cycle, Lilith, and like the defend ghost rider sounds wild and i'm like yeah. these teams are great yeah, yeah that's, that's a very great good. set to build sealed out of yeah i mean i do think cathon's beatable it's not beatable in two booster sealed no like no. at all but and it's it's unless hard you pull to iron beat. fist she's Even hard then, to maybe. beat. yeah and definitely still hard to beat in uh team sealed but yeah he's um, gonna hit you first yeah there is no stopping him He's the only time that off. I've seen a Cathon lose in two booster sealed is a Cathon mirror match. Yeah, but did yep. it really lose? <laughs> it also nobody won. nobody it. wins in the Cathon mirror match. <laughs> no, no, really did not. I don't think either player had any fun. 
<laughs> well, I guess I'll attack you. I'll roll shape change. All right, your turn. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, those are always really fun games when yeah. you don't really get to play. Yeah, so um, lots of cool stuff coming up. Yep, for sure. It's good to hear because uh, there really hasn't been much over the last few months. So uh, looking forward to there being things happening. <laughs> yep, for sure. Um, yeah, I think that'll be the end of the episode, unless either you have anything you really want to talk about. Uh. Nope, because by the time this comes out, uh, the, the event I'll be at tomorrow will have already happened. <laughs> so <laughs> no true. point in promoting it. <laughs> yeah, fair. All right. Thanks for joining us and Jackson. We're going to want to thank our patrons whose support helps us bring you this without paying out of pocket at patreon.com slash JSA clicks. Um, we have affiliate links for Podbean in the description, some random social media, mostly a Facebook group. Um some affiliates of the show, Ran Adams with Happy Little Hero Clicks, Dice Station Zebra on YouTube, um, and uh, check out clicksnexus.com. Thanks so much for listening. We hope you make sure you have fun the next time you play Hero Clicks, whether it's competitive or casual. <laughs>